Welcome to today's episode of Awaken with Victoria Bond. I am Victoria. I am delighted to be here to talk to you about some pretty deep stuff. But before I do, I want to let you know that 12 Steps to Mediumship Mastery, which is a $12 program, so $12 USD or $20 in New Zealand. I know I've got a lot of New Zealand followers because I live in New Zealand. It is happening on the 7th of August and it is a one-off payment for a 12-step program where there is 12 videos, there is a workbook, there is lives, there is a Facebook community, and it's going to be epic. So if you have not signed up yet for this program, I highly recommend it because I'm not going to do this again for the same price. This is a beta round, so I am testing it. I'm testing it to see the results. I am jumping in and I'm going to be a huge part of it so I can really nurture people. And this is, of course, going to be a taster of what's to come in the Magnificent Mediumship Certification, which is happening in September. So make sure you check out the show notes because shit is about to get wild up in here. <laughs> but okay, back to today's episode. I want to talk about being shunned down. <laughs> so really like getting out of the matrix and what that actually means. So there's a few things I want to talk to you about today. So we are definitely channeling today. So we're going to ask our guides, our ancestors, angels, light beings, <sighs> our elementals to step forward and to support us in anything that is not here of the highest good for this episode, for those listening, for anyone that is going through this at the moment, please step out immediately. Okay, we do not need any lower frequency entities hanging on to mess with us while we are bringing this stuff forward. And goodness knows, there is a lot and they come through in the technology and they mess with our minds and they make us feel like we're crazy for wanting to step out of this matrix. But here is the truth. It is time to look at the places where we have been shunned down. Now, I've never heard of that expression before, to be honest with you, but I was in a class. I was doing a class in my membership, so Spiritual Magnificence membership that I have, and I kept saying shunned down and instead of shut down. So I was talking about this concept of how we've been shunned in the world. Uh, basically, since we've been born we and as a society, uh, individuals, tribes, we've been shunned. And that equals being shut down. So it's the same thing. So uh, my beautiful, magical dyslexic, see there's another word, dyslexic mind, came together and created shunned down. And I truly believe that spirit put that word into my mind so we could actually talk about this on a podcast. So what does shunned down actually mean? And why is this so important when it comes to getting out of the matrix? So I'm going to share with you some channels on what I see as a projector what I see as a multidimensional being, a psychic medium, all the things just like you, although we have different blueprints and different perspectives, obviously, because that is how we're meant to work. I'm going to share with you some of what I've been noticing in the world around me, basically since I've been born and what I've been able to accomplish since I've been able to clear the slate, which was about eight years ago, and start from ground zero. It was eight years ago. So I was, I just had my child, my second child, Christian, 
which is very ironic because that's when I turned away from my religious faith of being Catholic. Although I was not a practicing Catholic, I had definitely been brought up with that faith. And the minute spirit starts stepping in and all of the stuff happened, like the crumbles, the ascensions, the Shakti awakening, the waking up and like a paralysis and having crazy dreams and astral traveling, all that stuff was happening. And I was basically told or felt that it was totally against how I'd been brought up. And the fact that I was talking to spirit and wanting to play with oracle cards and crystals was totally against how I had been taught. I packed a tantrum, actually. And I just threw my toys out of the cot and I said, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Because this is my truth. This is what's happening to me. And what am I supposed to do? Go just wash it away with prayer at church, looking at a man hanging from a cross in front of me? It's so morbid. It is so morbid going over and over those experiences that Jesus went through and going through his death over and over and over again. What? How is that going to be high vibrational? Like I was getting so confused. This is what I've been told. This is, I've definitely felt the faith and the high expression of worship. But here's this part of me that is my truth that I'm actually experiencing and I have no one to talk to. And if I go talk to the local priest, then they're probably not going to know how to deal with it. Or maybe I have to have an exorcism. I don't know. You just have to watch television to know <laughs> what we think is going to happen. So I packed a tantrum. I packed an absolute tantrum. First of all, I got evidence that who I was talking to in spirit was actually who I was talking to in spirit. Because I had a lot of fear about bringing spirit through. Because what if it's Satan? What if it's the devil? And he's on my back. And oh my God, I'm going to hell. Like, how am I going to redeem this? What if I'm in an illusion? What if I am in an illusion of darkness? And uh, I'm imagining that's what my mom probably thought at the time. Hopefully she doesn't think that now. But uh, so what I did was I got evidence. I had a girl coming through. Her name was Emma. And I said, fine, if you give me five signs. <laughs> I will then go talk to your mother. So I was. I went to school with this girl. She was an acquaintance of mine. I did her mum's hair and I knew her brother or I know her brother. He's a good friend of my husband's. And long story short, I ended up sitting there talking to her mum and repeating what Emma was telling me. And here is Emma's mum crying, saying, oh, my God, that's so accurate. And I'm like, what the fuck? So skipping forward. What I did was I decided I had to get out of the matrix. Oddly enough, I'd always really loved that movie. <laughs> Which pill would you take? I would take the pill to know the truth because I'm a truth seeker. I want to know the truth and I know there is many illusions along the way and I know I'm going to go into them and that's okay. But I'm a truth seeker and I will find my truth and I will be true and honest. I don't want to live in an illusion. I just don't. So I got a blank piece of paper and I said, what do I know? And you may have already heard the story from me, but I just want to give you guys a really good understanding of how I got out of the matrix and how I am continuously growing and going forward without too much carnage, without having to die to ascend, <laughs> essentially. A bit dramatic there, but true. Got a piece of paper and I said, what do I believe? 
what do I believe that no one has ever told me? And the first thing I wrote down was Jesus. I believe in Jesus. And I went, hang on, what evidence do I have that Jesus is actually real, that I haven't actually been told that Jesus is real? And then I may have been able to, I may have fabricated experiences because I've seen Jesus a lot in my mind's eye. I've had many signs from Christ consciousness, which is something that's not talked about in religion. We always talk about Jesus. We don't talk about, we talk about the scriptures. You don't talk about Christ consciousness. That's far too woo-woo. So I crossed it out. How do I know that Jesus existed? Yeah, I know he was a man. I watched a documentary about that. And he was definitely a man. There's a plenty of evidence apparently. But how do I know that he is a guide for me? How do I know he is, I've never really bought into the, he is the savior, I must follow him. I've been a little bit more expanded in that with the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. And I've seen how, I don't know, I've had a little bit more of expanded viewpoint than just Jesus is my savior type of energy. But I couldn't. I just could not, I didn't have enough to keep Jesus on my page. So I crossed it out and I realized, here I am. I've got a little baby. I've got a little toddler. I've got a beautiful husband who's working his ass off. Seriously, leaving home at like 7, getting home at like 5.30 and doing overtime and working, like literally working on holidays. And we're never going anywhere for Christmas because he wants to be on call because we can get an extra $100 a day. I was like, this is weird. Like, I feel like I'm living in a reality that's not mine. And I am confused. I don't know what I believe in anymore. And this is really scary because this is my identity. This is the identity that I've had my whole life about God and the devil, heaven, hell, purgatory. This is the identity I used to tell my friends about at school, where I would tell them about God and with conviction. And here I am now, and I have no idea. I don't even know if this world is real. And I feel like I'm spiraling. And I don't know if this is mental health where I'm crazy and I need medication. And yes, I did go to the doctors and I because I do believe I had postnatal depression. In other words, I to, for me it was overwhelm and burnout for me. What do I do? Maybe my husband was right. He's always been a I don't believe in those things. They don't make sense. They're too limited. And I'm like, what? But we've always agreed to disagree. And I brought up my kids by getting them baptized and stuff like that. But what if it, all of it was an illusion? What if it wasn't real? What if it, it was created by man? And what if we are living to a narrative that's not correct? And I'm a truth seeker, and that means I need to question every single thing I've been told and find out my own truth. This is how I got out of the matrix, right? So I'm going to talk a little bit about the shutdown in a moment, but I wanted to tell you about that story. And you may have already heard it in my earlier podcast episodes about how I woke up, how I'm living this more awakened life than I used to. I used to be trying to fit in. I was the mum that did the baking and had the part-time job, tried so hard with my friends and drank the wines and had the New Year's and stayed up after 12 o'clock. I know it sounds very normal and I'm a projector. I can't live like that anymore. I'm actually very selective in how I use my time. And what I've been able to accomplish, just to let you know, 
how this has evolved in these eight years is I've been able to decondition by doing the unsexy work, by doing the deep dives within myself, which is has a lot of nuances to it because you don't want to stay in shadows for too long, but you also don't want to be like, I'm a light this, I'm a light washer. I think one of my friends calls it light washing, like <laughs> wash over it all with light. And so I've had to find that sweet spot which is an individual experience. And this is what I help other people do, to find their own individuality within the world. Long story short, I skip forward. In this last three years, I have deliberately cut my work in half every single year. So I go from doing like 15 programs a year to like seven. I think this year it's going to be three programs a year, still making the same amount of money and my husband not working. And us being able to upgrade where we live, how we live, our quality of life and our freedom, our freedom has literally 10 x And that is not because of a hustle. That is not because of a strategy. That is not because I have found the golden ticket. That is because I have been able to tap in and tune into my now self and work with all the timelines of me. The different timelines where I've been shunned down even the different lifetimes where I've been shunned down. And I've been able to find my truths that are actually not of the external, not of the life around me, but actually within me. Because we've got a perspective. So every time we have an experience, we are literally taking it in and we're putting it through a filter. And we are filtering and making our own perspective our brain is curating that narrative and there is truth to it but it still has that viewpoint of that perspective from ourselves and this is why you can have a whole lot of people at an event and every single person has got a slightly different story and that's why we have interrogation rooms with the police trying to get the facts out they know how to ask the right questions because there's always a perspective there's always an emotion or a point of view and the truth is there's also facts within there but the emotion part of the human comes in and shifts it a bit so we need to be able when we want to get out of the matrix for good, not just glimpses. Everyone can do it for glimpses. Like I've done that my whole life. I've seen the glitches, <laughs> literally like in the matrix. <clears throat> I've seen the gl glitches and I've been able to see massive parts of clarity and hold on to them for like five minutes. And I'm like, whoa, I'm holding on to this clarity. I know who I am and what I'm here for. I can see the bigger picture, like being in that absolute essence of love and gratitude. And then it disappears and you go back into this way of, I suppose I better do this. I suppose I better do that. So like thinking there's no choice. And that is what this energy of the matrix is all about, is it is living this perfect life that seems to fit in with everybody around us like we are sheep, but we are not. And one of the stories in the Bible about... <laughs> the shepherd and his sheep, every time I listened to that, I got this sinking feeling in my gut. I don't even know what the story is, but like, I'm not a sheep. I'm a fucking shepherd. I'm a leader, but I'm here to lead those to themselves. I'm here to lead others to their own truth, not to my truth, right? So first of all, you've got to figure out your own facts. 
And here are some of those facts. A, you have been shut down many times in your life. And the reason why you have been shut down is because the world around you has been wanting to keep you contained and controlled. So you fit into the narrative of the system. So you've been shut down. You were shut down from most of us from the moment that we're born, right? So you can't control a newborn baby. So you've got to go with that. And we only go with that for a certain amount of time. So before the sleep training starts coming in, which by the way, Teal Swan says sleep training and letting people, not sleep training in itself, but letting babies scream it out and self-soothe is the biggest crisis that we've ever had on planet Earth. That is what Teal Swan has said. And the reason being is little babies can't do that. So it's different when they just literally, I don't know, put themselves to sleep after a couple of minutes. But I used to try and get my children to scream it out because I felt like I was like screaming inside and it was like, let your baby scream, let them self-soothe. It's like my kids scream for an hour. What the hell? That's trauma. Now I'm undoing all that trauma. So I've even done it to my own children. We are trained to train in this matrix. We are trained to teach in a particular way and We first need to see, where have we been shut down? Where have we been trained? I've got a couple of clients at the moment that have been in the army. And it's really interesting working with these beautiful, powerful women because one of them had to stay at home because her daughter was really sick, super high temperatures. And she said, she messaged me on WhatsApp and she said, Victoria, I feel so guilty for not going to work. I feel so bad. And it's weird because my mum was a stay-at-home mum and we always looked up to her for that. But why do I feel so stink for not going to work when I know I need to be here with my daughter and I don't even particularly like my job? And I said to her, you were trained to show up on time, to be loyal, to to do the work and to work hard. In society, especially the army, did not say the first thing you need to put first is your family and if your daughter is sick don't come into work so you've been trained in a masculine way by the way because it's all designed for men you the whole system has been designed for men by the way because how many people message me and say I've got my period and I have to go to work even though I'm feel like I'm feeling like I'm dying you've got to work hard and you've got to work through it right This system is a matrix system that is literally controlled and it's controlling us by our mind. So what I said to my client was, this is society. This is the external. Where have you been empathing and trying to adjust yourself to be accepted so you're not rejected? And the moment I said that, she started going, oh my God, holy shit. And it starts, it's these feelings that you have, right? And a feeling only really lasts for about 90 seconds. So you can actually sit through it and work through it. And tapping like EFT is really brilliant. I just did that with my client before I did this podcast. And we were able to like tap out the old stuff and tap in the new beliefs. And it's a fantastic process to do. But what I'm finding is my adult clients have been shut down 
so quickly. And if they didn't shut down, they'd become shunned. So that's why I call it, that's why I call it shunned down. Because you're shut down. And if you don't shut up, <laughs> if you don't downplay, if you don't fall into line, if you don't sleep or if you don't eat properly or if you don't focus in class, like think about the education system. You've got to sit on that mat and listen to your teacher for hours on end. I know I'm generally speaking here and I know not all schools are like that. And if you're a school teacher, please don't get offended. I know it's not like that. But Mostly, when I think about being at school, I think about sitting on the mat and getting confused and overwhelmed and just confused and overwhelmed. <laughs> like, that's why kids love playtime. It's like too much. I wouldn't be able to handle a school day. And I am a 40-year-old woman. You know what I mean? So I know after talking to my clients for an hour, we're pretty much done. It's a big deep dive. And then I say, go have the rest of the day to do whatever you need to do we are trained and molded we are shunned down to fit in and now that we're waking up hello this is called awaken with victoria bond my voice is even like tapping in and triggering and awakening your subconscious right now because we're channeling what happens is the old stuff the feelings come up the guilt and the shame and this is what happened to me when i realized that Religion was an absolute fallacy for me. Of course, it's a truth because people are making it a truth. But for me, watching the fucking Matrix, I watch it probably once every two years. It, it, it's laughable. I'm like, can you guys see the signs and the synchronicities? The glitches are everywhere. They're right in front of us. It's in plain sight. We're being tricked in plain sight. Watch the movies. Every movie is programming us. There's an essence of truth and there's also an essence of training. There is training happening as we are programming. Look at cults. I didn't realize it, but when I turned my back against religion and was like, oh my God, I'm so pissed off. I've been lied to type of energy. I joined, I won't say the name, but I joined a consciousness group promoting consciousness and promoting and inviting all of those that want to help change the world to come along and be a team player. I didn't realize that I just stepped into a cult that was tricking. And thank goodness I didn't get too indoctrinated into that. And I found the higher expressions and essences of that. And I did teach that, but I was being trained to train. The first thing I said when I actually showed up to one of these classes, because it comes in the form of a modality, is one of, these two facilitators, and one of the facilitators, like, I'm really good at reading energy, right? I'm really good at reading people. Like, I've always have been, ever since I was a little girl. And I looked at the guy, and I said, he is such a dickhead. Like, excuse my language, but that's literally what I said. I said, he is such a dickhead. I do not like that guy. These guys are weird, and there's something not right here. They're hiding something. They're these bright shirts on, and they were a little bit arrogant, a little bit cocky, and they're telling you that your world is up to you, but you must listen to us and do it our way. <laughs> Indoctrination 101 plus mind manipulation and sales techniques. Holy shit. So 
you get trained to train and it's everywhere. So it took me a while to actually tap into my own intuition to actually trust my own intuition, I should say. And what I learned was I'm always right. The first gut instinct I get that hasn't been messed with by somebody else's perspective or my mind, that first gut instinct before I go to my mind, like, is right. Because the first thing I said was, oh my God, who are these people? And the facilitator said, that's interesting, Victoria. Wow. Isn't that interesting that you have that point of view? She instantly went into training me. There's nothing wrong with her. She's just been trained and she's training. And we do this all the time. So we are shutting each other down. The victim becomes a victimizer. But it doesn't have to be this way, right? So when we've got this work hard mentality and we're like, you got to work hard, kids. I have to watch everything I say to my kids because I know that I'm training them. But as I unwind myself, as I become more consciously aware of myself, as I realign to my own blueprint, so I like to do this with human design, so my own human design, so I work with the strategy, my authority, and, and my energy type. So I'm a projector, and bitterness is my not-self theme. Success is my theme, so I'm always going for the energy of success. The minute I feel bitterness, I know that I'm getting out of, un, un, out of alignment, so I need to come back in and figure it out. And I know the way that a projector works. I'm also a 3-5, so I do think the personality profile makes a big difference. This is how I coach my clients. I don't train them. I coach them to come back to themselves, to know what they truly know, what, not what somebody's telling them that they should know. Does that make sense? I know it's a lot. So where are we shutting down our children, our partners? Oh my God, poor Luke. I shunned him down for years and years and years and years to fit into my ideal of a husband. <laughs> oh, so you want to get out of the matrix? The first thing you've got to do is you've got to acknowledge where you've been shut down. You've got to acknowledge where you were shut down and then you didn't shut down and you didn't shut up. So then you got shunned. Right. So another example is one of my clients. So yesterday in Spiritual Magnificence, my membership, which by the way, if you want to join, it's a weekly fee. You have absolutely no contracts. You can leave at any time. You can come in for like a couple of weeks and leave if you want. And there's a library full of $10,000 worth of trainings and we get together weekly. And then we do breath work every six weeks and we do mediumship mentoring once a month. It is insane value because I want everybody to be able to access it. But anyway, so we were in spiritual magnificence yesterday and we were doing inner child. So spirit said, look, we need to do a big inner child clearing and everyone needs to go and work on where they were shunned down. So I took them into this deep meditation and it was absolutely fascinating how many people were actually crying. Because when we start visiting our child self, which we've, most of us have been running from, I know I've been running from my child self my whole life because I was always so confused and overwhelmed. I wanted to be a fucking adult so I could finally get it. I could run away from my pain. So I'm a runner, right? But the thing I wanted to share with you is I had a message from one of my one-to-one -one clients just before the class started and I didn't listen to it. So I listened to her afterwards and what she said was, Victoria, 
the reason why I don't speak, the reason why I don't speak up and I don't actually like message people back when they want to work with me is because when I was four years old, my granddad told me he wished I would just shut up and not speak. So I made a promise to myself at four years old, I wouldn't talk unless I had to. And this was just, she didn't know we were doing inner child. She didn't know we were just about to do that. This is literally five minutes before we went live. And I said, isn't that interesting? You were shunned down. You were told to shut up. And then you're basically shunned for being who you are. You're ignored. Don't, if you talk to me, little girl, I'm going to shun you and ignore you. So shut up. Be seen and not heard. She is now close to 40. So that has been 36 years of keeping her fucking mouth shut because one man who had been trained to be seen and not heard, and who knows what happened to him in childhood, told his granddaughter that he wishes she would just shut up and not talk. And this is why inner child work is so important. This is why it's so important for you to look at those timelines when you were shunned down. And I'm sorry, but there is thousands of them. But there's maybe more, probably more, probably millions. But the point is, you need to see the ones that your consciousness is highlighting to you. It's popping up. It's popping up and you're having a random memory or you're having a random dream or you're having a deja vu. You're like, what is this? Or you're having an experience where you're like, I just can't speak. Or I'm having a coughing fit. Or I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm having anxiety. Do you know how many people message me and they tell me they're having anxiety? Or how many friends tell me that they're anxious? I've got anxiety. I've got ADHD. I've got OCD. I've got this. I've got this. I'm dyslexic. I am like bipolar. I am this and that, that. All these things. I have so many clients that come to me and say, I'm on meds for bipolar. And I'm like, are you bipolar? And they're like, I don't think so. And I'm like, why are you on meds for bipolar? I'm very interested. I don't tell people ever to get off their meds, by the way. I'm not a medical first practitioner at all. But I have got at least two clients that have been or that are still, because you can't just go on and off medication, obviously, on medication for bipolar, and they don't, they're not bipolar. But they're emotional. In their human design, they're emotional, so they have waves. And no one's taught them how to manage those waves. And if they've been overly emotional, if they've cried or they're having a low, people have instantly been like, she's not fitting into the box. What are we going to do? We need to make sure she fits. We need to make sure she's back in the matrix because she's starting to feel the feelings that she needs to feel because she's an emotional being. And this is not how we are trained here on planet Earth. There's a really good movie, actually. I'm going to tell you what it's called. I'm just looking it up on my phone right now because I recommended it to a client today. It's called Don't Worry, Darling. And it has got Harry Styles in it and also an amazing, I don't know, a couple of amazing actresses. The main actress is brilliant. And yeah, so Don't Worry, Darling. 
And it's like the modern version of The Matrix. I highly recommend you watch it. When I was watching it, I was like, oh my God, this is like Desperate Housewives and The Matrix mixed together. It was done in 2022, so it's quite new. And it, I just thought, fuck, guys, I'm not, I'm not surprised if this, a version of this starts happening in the next few years. And this is why it's so important to wake up now to realize where you've been shunned down. And if you want to get out of the matrix, if you want to get out, and no, it's not Morpheus with this pill or this pill, that is just a concept. But if you want to get out, and if you're waiting for Jesus to come back to earth, I talk about this a lot, like being brought up Christian. It's like, I knew that the end of the world as we know it was coming. I've always known that. I've always known that that Mother Mary has appeared to people all around the world. I've always known that. I've always known that Christ was coming again. But it's not how we think it is. First of all, we have to have an awakening. We have to have a remembrance. And we have to allow ourselves to see who we truly are. We have to allow ourselves to show up and see our very own truth. We've got to start at the beginning and do the unsexy work. There's this other movie called Dreams That May Come. I think that's what it's called. But anyway, it's got Robin Williams in it. So it's really bad me referencing stuff. I don't know what it's called. But her, his wife dies and goes to, I suppose it's like purgatory or hell, and he goes to get her. Very powerful movie. And that's what I feel is happening here on planet earth when people go into their darkness they want to wake up but they get stuck in the 40 and this is why i went through a huge rebirth this year where my guides and the ascended masters in christ consciousness took me through a five-step process of my own rebirth and i literally had to die spiritually to wake up again and now I can show this to other people. And I've just taken people through my new program, Reborn. I took about 12 souls, I think it was, through Reborn. And it was the most profound experience ever because everybody went through a spiritual death to be reborn. But there's a particular process we've got to go through because you can't stay in the 40. But you also can't bypass it. So. I think a lot of people are training right now to be counselors, coaches, hypnotherapists. And the reason why they're doing that is so they can take you back to those parts so you can change the effect, the impact that your past situations and experiences have had on you. And I did this today with one of my one-to-one -one clients. She told me that she felt guilty <clears throat> for not working hard. And she literally told me that she she gets this payout because a family member dies and she gets a payout every week. And so she's she can live without actually having to work at this current time. And she feels guilty for it. And this is the system. This is the system working. And our 20-year-olds right now, that generation, they're breaking that system. They're going, you're not going to fucking make me do what I don't want to do. You guys were all slaves and we can see the truth. They are more conscious than we will ever be. And so are our children. 
So we've got to watch how we're training them because this new generation is already five steps ahead of us or maybe 55 steps ahead of us or maybe 50,000 steps ahead of us. So to be more conscious, to get out of the matrix, is to stop and take note of where you're at. Where are you mentally? Where are you physically? Where are you spiritually? Where are you in your tribe? Because that's all going to change. It's, it's going to expand and get better and better. And some of it's going to crumble and dissipate. And I know I come in and I speak it, it has, as it is. I think I speak my truth. And I know I speak a lot of a bit of dark. I'm, I'm definitely talk about, I'm a bit of a shadow worker, right? But we've got to start telling the truth. Because the opposite of all of this is absolute freedom, my friends. How can you have freedom, financial, physical, and spiritual freedom? And it's really interesting. I saw one, one of the coaches, she said, freedom is not having enough money in your bank account or not having, and having enough time. And I loved it. I actually commented on that post and I was like, yes, it's not about having enough time and enough money. And that's what everyone is chasing. And that is what we sell. You want more money and have more time? I tell you one thing it's going to give you. It's going to give you space to figure out your shit. And this is what so many of my clients are creating. They're creating illness within their body so they have the space to sort their shit out. And it's like, we don't actually have to do that, guys. We don't have to get sick. We don't have to create drama. I create drama. That's my go-to. And every now and then it's illness as well. So then I can create space to realign, to repivot, to go through that resurrection, to go through the rebirth. So it's quite interesting how humans do that. It's like, I'm so sick. Literally, look at me. I'm in bed. I can't fucking move. So I can't work. But imagine if the world was different. Imagine if you're like, hey, I feel that burnout is gloomy. I'm getting a bit tired. I'm getting a bit exhausted. So I'm going to have a digital detox for the next two days and just play with my family and eat well and sleep in and maybe go for a walk. What if we did that more? Because the problem is when we have too much time off work or too much space and freedom and too much money or enough money, I should say, the guilt comes in because we are all connected to the matrix. We're all connected to the system where we are truly believing that we have to work our asses off and we're watching what other people are doing. So we go into comparing. So comparing is one of the things that we need to look at. So we've got to look at where we've been shunned down and those different timelines and those timelines come up and we've got to work with them and there's processes that you can do. This is what I do in my coaching, obviously, and in my containers as well. So we can go into meditations or we can hire a hypnotherapist or a coach or a, a counselor. I do like counselors. I just, I believe that we also have to bring coaching to going forward and looking into the future and stuff like that as well. So I think coaching and counseling should be one identity and have different niches attached to them, like different categories of, you know what I mean, right? So moving on. So it's really important to be able to sit with yourself and to notice, to truly notice how you feel and how you can create space 
without feeling the guilt or shame or the comparing because the comparing is the fucking killer. And I've seen this happen and especially in the coaching industry because that's the industry that apparently spirit guided me into. I honestly did not try for any of this to happen. It's just what naturally happened. And I like to help people and I wasn't doing their hair anymore. So all of a sudden I'm coaching people and sharing my knowledge, which is my favorite thing to do. But people compare. And this is one of the demons. This is, if you read Mary Magdalene Revealed, she talks about this. Like when we are comparing ourselves to other people, we're creating separation. When we are like, I want what they've got, or hey, they get, this is my one, right? So my example is, okay, so my friend, she, I love her, Rhiannon, she rocks my world. She's always been a guide for me. She introduced me to hypnotherapy and all sorts of really cool stuff. I love it a bit. And I was her maid of honor many years ago. But long story short, so Rhiannon, she is the type of person, she's got three kids, she is an accountant, she is really up there in her game, like she's highly intelligent, she was, I don't know, I think the youngest chartered accountant in New Zealand at the time when she qualified, like she's superhuman, she's amazing and she's also goes to work, looks after her children, hangs out with her husband, has a great social life with her friends, does her spiritual practices, she does her yoga in the evening or in the morning or whatever. And she even makes her bread and does gardens and does food prep. And she has got her shit sorted, right? She's human. So, you know, she has wobbles. But when I was talking to her about that, I said to her, I'm not ever going to complain again. And she laughed. And this was a few years ago. I said, I'm never going to complain again because I cannot believe that you do that every fucking day. She told me what her day looked like. And I said, that's how much I would do in a week. Like, how do you do that every day? And I wanted to cry because I was like three days in and I would literally be burnt out or sick or crying. How do you do that? I didn't realize it at the time, but she is a generator in human design. She is a generator. She has got a motor. And when she's in alignment and when she loves what she's doing, she has a lot of energy. Sure, she gets tired, but I'm a projector. I'm completely different. So when I was comparing myself to her, I wasn't jealous and I wasn't envious, but I felt like shit. I felt useless and lazy. This is, she didn't do that to me. She didn't say anything, right? She just says, hey, can I help with your kids? <laughs> Let me help. I'm like, I can't ask you to help. You're like 58 times busier than me, 100 times busier than me. But when I compared myself to a generator, which is something I've been doing my whole life, and of course, there's lots of different nuances because even if you're a generator in human design or human, a manifest generator, there's lots of different parts in your chart, right? So I'm just generalizing again. But when we compare ourselves to others, why don't I have a relationship or a nice house like them? And why don't I have kids that get along and why can't I have money coming in and live the life I want to why can't I walk on the beach with my husband every day like when you're comparing yourself you are literally stopping yourself from manifesting so how do we deal with this the first thing we need to do is we need to understand that if somebody has something that we desire we can have it too that's the first thing 
if somebody has something we desire, whether it's the business or the relationship or the house, the car, the, like the financial kind of stuff, the material stuff, if they have it, we can have it too. Or if it's an emotional thing. So I can work on my relationship because I go, I really love those people have got such a great relationship. Oh, if they've got a great relationship, I can make my relationship great too. You know, if they go on holidays and I'm jealous and I really want to go on holidays too, but I don't have the money, I can have that too. All I have to do is go create, make the money and set an intention to go on holidays. I can do that too. Rather than doing the opposite. If they can do it, I can have it too. And here's the next thing that you've got to ask though. It's very important to listen up. Do I really want that? Perfect example. My sister-in-law, beautiful. She seems to have it all. She's got the beautiful children, the gorgeous husbands. They like get along so well. They're both lawyers. They've got the beach house. They've got the boat, the cars. The, they travel a lot. They get along so well and they love to travel. They seemingly have it all. She's beautiful and she's got the body. Like my sister-in-law's stunning. <laughs> and I used to think, they get to travel all the time. I don't get to travel. They've got the funds to be able to live this incredible life by their design. And that's just not available for me. And then one day I was like, and, and, and I worked for it. They were both went to law school, obviously. They've done the things to get, they deserve it, 100%. And one day I had to ask the question, but because it was just the traveling that was get, not getting to me, but I was like, I wish I could travel like you. You know what I mean? I was comparing. I was comparing. And she's my sister. She's not my blood sister, but I've been in her life since she was 13 and I was 16. We've lived together a couple of times as well, literally like sisters. And I just had to ask the question. I even talked to Luke about it. I was like, they get to travel and live this life and it's so fucking cool. Like they're always out on boats and they're traveling overseas and oh my God. And Luke said, do you want that? Because if you want that, you know we can have that, right? And I laughed. And I said, no, I don't actually want that. Like, sure, I want to go overseas maybe once a year or once every couple of years. But I don't want to be busy traveling every weekend in my camper van and going on adventures every weekend because actually, that's actually just not my style. My style is relax, relaxation and visiting family like once a month or something and going for walks on the beach and having a coffee like I love to relax. I'm not a, I don't want to be super busy every weekend, but that's how they, that's how my in-laws, I mean, my, my, my sister-in-law and her partner, her husband, that's what they love to do. They love adventures and we're more reclusive. We just, we love to be staying at home and going on little mini adventures, not traveling because, and also my sister-in-law is a manifest generator. Here she is living her many gen life the way she's meant to. And here's me going, why can't I be like that? Because I'm not, and I don't even want that. The minute I decided I actually don't want to be traveling and going on a massive adventures every weekend, because it would take me a week to recover every weekend I stop comparing straight away so the comparing thing is huge so people say to me Victoria I want to be like you I want a husband who I get along with who's on this journey with me who works with me I want to be able to have time with my kids in the afternoons I don't want to have to hustle I want to make hundreds of thousands of dollars multiple 
I want to be able to work from the spa and walk on the beach like you do. And I'm like, cool. Do you really want that? Because if you really want that, you can have that. But looking at my lifestyle and comparing and getting envious or jealous is going to trigger the living daylights out of you. So you either step up and you realize that you can have it if you want it and you can create it, or you decide you don't want it and you want to do something a different way. But what I notice in my life with myself and with other people is people get either bitter or frustrated or angry when they're not getting what they want. And I've seen this with a couple of people and they will either block you or they will they'll get angry at you because they're not getting results in their life. And you're like, dude, what do you truly want? Take some responsibility. And if I trigger you, make it. Make it in the higher expression of, okay, she can do it, so I can do it too. So every time I see somebody with a really fit, athletic, beautiful, sexy, energetic body and they're walking like they're walking on air, I'm like, oh, every time I look at one of my friends who does sacred sexuality and she's got the most divine, gorgeous body, I know I'm never going to be as tall as her. My hair's probably never going to be as long as her, but I can work on my body for me to be the best version of my body. So instead of comparing, She's taller and naturally got longer hair. Why? It's not fair. I was born into a short-ass family and my hair doesn't grow past my shoulders. I could do that or I could say, I wonder what the sexiest, hottest version of me in lingerie would look like. Oh. And I talked to my friend about it. Do you see how it changes everything? We go from victim consciousness. We go from a mentality of comparing and needing to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak, to... What is my best version of that? What if, how does it feel for me? So when I'm talking about my sister-in-law, I'm like, oh, she travels every weekend. They do all these things. They're like such a wicked family and they're the coolest people as well. So what is my version of that? Cool. I like to travel about every six weeks. I go visit my family. I love the long drive. I love the idea of booking a trip once a year to go away for like a week. It doesn't seem like much, but to me, that's the capacity that I want to hold. I decided to live a life every day that's in my fucking genius. I don't have a job that I hate that's hard. I have a job that is like a holiday. Like It is so much fun. It's like catching up with best friends on Zoom calls every day and chatting to them on the phone. So when I think, oh, I don't have enough friends or my friends are dropping off, I'm like, I've got like a phone full of friends where we, and I'm getting paid to do it. Like I get to talk to people I genuinely love and adore every single day. And I get to show up and do a podcast and channel every single day. I'm not in a job that I am making really good money so then I can have freedom. I am living freedom. I am living freedom. And that is what I'm choosing. So how does it feel looking at those places where you've been shunned down, going into that comparing mode? Where were you comparing as a child? Where were you compared to others as a child? And this is something I have to watch with myself. So this is when shadows are coming up all the time. So like I say, everything is in plain sight all the time. And my daughter is a beautiful dancer. 
And she's very much like my sister-in-law. They're very pretty and they've got long limbs <laughs> and long hair. And they're sweet girls. They're sweet, sweet, petite, beautiful, kind, caring people. And I adore my daughter. And she gets to do things that I never was able to do, especially we live in the same town. So she goes to the same school I went to when I was little. And I was never able to do the horse riding lessons because they're like $45 per time, plus dancing. So my daughter does two different types of dancing. She does swimming in the summer and anything else that her heart desires. She's a managing, so I like to keep her busy if that's what she's wanting. But what are you choosing, Adelie? What would you like to do? Mummy's here to support you. Currently, it's starting your own beaded by Eddie business. By the way, if you want to buy your children any beads from my daughter, Feel free to check out the show notes. Unfortunately, we just shipped to New Zealand, but feel free to message me if you want me to send it overseas. So the long and the short of it is with my daughter, I want her to be the best. I want her to have the confidence to shine like I didn't. When I remember the girls going to dancing, I felt a little bit jealous that I couldn't go. And I felt very intimidated, like I wasn't good enough to be a dancer. Because you had to be a certain type of person to be a dancer. I don't know where that came from, but that was in my head when I was like a little girl, like eight years old. And I thought, oh, they've got to practice a lot and oh, I can't be bothered. And like the excuses came in. I have to watch myself with my daughter because I want her to practice. I want her to be good. I want to encourage her. I don't want to dismiss it and be like, oh, where are you at with that? So what I do is I just say, how is dancing going? Are you enjoying it? What's your favorite part of it? Are you excited about the exams coming? And I just don't make it a big deal, but I show interest. Because a part of me wants to push her to be the very best. But by me pushing her, I'm pushing my inner child to be better. And that is not what childhood is about. Childhood is about experiencing and getting a really good emotional intelligence as you are growing your brain. So when we were being compared and pushed as children, now I'm not saying this is for all cases, of course, I think pushing in some areas is potentially a good idea. Like I'm encouraging my son to do a little bit more reading. Every night we just go through and we read a a book together because he's seemingly behind at school. It's not his strength and we're in this system. You know what I mean? I'm looking at my daughter with her long limbs and her flexible body and she is thriving in life. She is doing what I would have loved to do when I was 16 and she's 10. Do you know what I mean? Like She has got it going on and she's got the intelligence to be whatever she wants to be and she's got the spiritual abilities to fit into that world as well. And I've got to watch how I'm training my children and I've got to see them as individual beings. And the one thing I've learned as a mum, and this is going into our inner child as well, is the more love and understanding and listening that they get, the more we can come to their level and remember what it was like being a kid, the better. Because if we are ignoring our children when they're talking at the dinner table, we're shutting them down. If we're telling them to shut up, we're shutting them down. If we're yelling at our children, we are shunning them down. 
one thing in my family that we don't do is we don't shout. Like every now and then the energy comes up and I'm like, hey, tell me, you can't say go to bed like five times. And I'm like, Luke's always like, calm down. It doesn't happen very often, but that's a past version of me from society, from I used to be smacking children. And children don't know what to, people don't know what to do after that ended because it was fear tactics. Now it's like yelling and parents drinking wine to try to make the night go smoother. So literally tapping out when it's time to be tuning in. And this is all happening because we're working too hard in all the wrong areas, trying to prove that we're not an imposter, trying to prove that we are here on to work for the team, to work for the government, to work for the system, we're actually working for the matrix. And more and more people are coming to me going, hey, I'm ready to explode my business, Vic, but I don't want to hit burnout anymore. And I know you've hit burnout. Can you help me? And I'm like, yep, I can help you. But there's a lot of unsexy work and you've got to go back into parts of yourself from where you were shunned down you got to look at your comparing in the now and you've got to look forward into the future and you've got to take responsibility for how you are acting in this world. And there's a lot of fakeness. So in the coaching industry, like I was saying before, there's people and they're like, money this and you can do that and you can do this. And then I've got the perfect strategy for you. No, no one has the perfect strategy for you. I know a lot of strategies. I can tell you a strategy right now that would make you a million dollars in a year if you did it. Paid $15,000 for that strategy. Two weeks into it, I was on the couch purging, crying, and saying to my husband, I'm so sorry. I just wasted that $15,000. I'm not doing that fucking strategy. It so does not align to me. And I'd paid the money in full. Best $15,000 I ever spent. Why? Because. I know that strategy doesn't work for me. And I know that, like one of my coaches taught me, you are the strategy for your life, for your living. I could have a life like my sister-in-law where she's traveling, she has the money to do so and the freedom to do, but that's not the life I want. That's her life. My life is a lot quieter and slower paced and I've got little goals and some of them are huge and some of them are small and I'm living my life in my way. And that's what I say to clients that come to me. It's like, my strategies aren't going to work for you, but let's have a look at some different strategies and see what fits for you. Let's see what you want out of life and let's look at your blueprint. Let's see what the unsexy work has to be. Let's get you out of the fucking matrix. But the first question I need to ask you if you want to work with me or if you even want to listen to my podcast or do my free stuff, are you ready to turn on your conscious awareness? Are you ready to open your eyes and to deal with what's going to come? Because just like in the matrix, everything Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is motherfucking bliss. We live in ignorance. We go to the supermarket and then people are saying to wake up and going, hang on, you know these pigs are like treated like shit and you're eating them? How good is that for your body? Let alone the poor pigs that are really intelligent feeling beings. What about the chickens and the eggs? What are you eating? What about the palm trees that have been used for the oil that is 
killing off our native lands and we just eat the packet of chips just for a snack. We're waking up. We are in a matrix. We need to wake up. But if we go into conspiracy theories and we go down the rabbit holes, we can start looping. And that's like that movie with Robin Williams that I was talking about, dreams that may come or whatever. She's looping and she's stuck. And a lot of people come to me and they're looping. They're stuck. And the worst case scenarios is when it, it does become mental illness and they're stuck in their own mind entity of darkness because they didn't have the tools to realize that we don't need to be stuck in the 4D. There's plenty of light around it. And that's what happened to me. I told my husband, I want to jump right now. And I was screaming at him. This was a long time ago. We had little babies. And I said, you're not listening to me. I'm in a room screaming and no one is listening to me. I'm standing on the cliff and I want to fucking jump. And nobody is listening to me. This world is crazy and no one is listening to me. I am crazy. And he told me I was selfish and to snap out of it because he was struggling just as much as me. I was waking up and that part was painful and I don't believe it has to be painful for everybody, but I've always been a truth seeker and I've always asked for information to come through fast and that is exactly what the universe has given me. I can download fast, I can rinse and repeat fast, I can learn fast. My mum said to me the other day, do you remember when you were little you said to me, you only have to show me something once mum and I'll be able to do it forever. And I said, wow, did I say that? Because I feel like as a little girl I was really unconfident. But I can learn super quickly, not in an intellectual way, <laughs> not in a Having a memory where I can just remember it too quickly. I don't have one of those memories. So I don't even know what they're called. So magic and miracles are real. Your inner child is super important and desiring to talk to you. And this is the things that we're doing in my membership at the moment. There's a higher and lower expression of everything. You can have whatever you want to, but you can't do it by comparing or shunning yourself down, or letting other people shun you down, but you can unwind. You can turn yourself back. Like you can go back and unwind all those parts where you shut down and disassociated. A lot of people that come to me have got memory loss. I had that also at one stage. I couldn't remember my childhood. I was blocking everything. I was disassociating myself. And then when you start waking up, you start remembering things start coming through. You can start handling. You start expanding your capacity. You start feeling more. And you start healing really deeply. So this has been a very long podcast today. I'm going to leave that here with you. I would love to hear your feedback. Please feel free to share this with others, to pop it on your stories. It's very easy. Just copy the link, pop it onto your Instagram stories. Feel free to put a message into Awaken Community with Victoria Bond. If you're not in there yet, please go in there. We've got a lot of cool stuff happening in there. If you are not signed up to the $12 program yet, 12 Steps of Mediumship Mastery, it's a beta, $12 USD. Seriously, you do not want to miss this. Or if you want to just skip straight up and come to Magnificent Mediumship Certification happening 
on the 18th of September. So it's happening for my 40th birthday, which is on the 19th. I'm so excited because this is the 10th round of Magnificent Mediumship Certification. The 10th round. And I am going to have to do something extremely special for this because it is like, this is how much I love my job. I'm doing this on my 40th. Like, I'm like, let's bring it. Let's go. For me, it's not work. For me, it is a body of work. You know what I mean? So check it all out. I've got so much freebies as well as incredible offers. And I currently have only two spots left until the end of the year for one-to-one coaching. And I'm opening up spaces for next year for business coaching, for spiritual coaching, for all of the coaching because I am holistic and it's all threaded together. Sending you so much love. Have a beautiful week and I'll see you soon.